0: We do a lot of stupid things when we're young, mostly because we're ignorant and we're impulsive. The fact is our brains haven't fully developed until we're in our mid-twenties. But sadly, the habit of comparing ourselves to others, plus its evil twin FOMO, is one that we struggle to outgrow. G'day, it's Peter, and welcome to Office Anywhere, a podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting code on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. I reckon consumerism is mostly to blame, driven by the 3,000 odd marketing messages that we see each day. We're conditioned to play the stupidest of games, comparing ourselves. To each other. Even if we find ourselves breathing that rarefied air at Branson, Buffett, or Kardashian altitude, there's always going to be someone richer, happier, smarter, healthier, or more widely respected, or should I say envied than us. When we aspire to a better life with nicer things, and I'm not judging that we all like to have nice things, we're still making a fundamental error each time we compare ourselves to someone a little better off than ourselves. I reckon there's a simple explanation for this and there's nothing woo-woo about it. I reckon it's all about data. You've heard of the butterfly effect. I wrote about it in well, on midlifetribe.com quite a while back, but it essentially means that the slightest variation in data at the input stage produces wildly different outcomes at the other end. Back in 1969, American mathematician Edward Lorenz discovered that the details of a tornado could be influenced by minor perturbations such as the flapping of the wings of a distant butterfly several weeks earlier. What this means is the people that we compare ourselves to received input data that was different from from ours, so their outcomes are bound to be different. And those inputs aren't slightly different either. More than likely, the events and circumstances that brought them to this moment in their life were massively different from ours. While every teenager struggles with perpetual envy and FOMO, we can thank Instagram for that, a huge number of adults battle with it too, and probably for the same reasons. It becomes more pronounced too once we decide to start a business or build an audience for our thing, whatever our thing is. We're driven by numbers, likes, follows, shares, subscribers. They all describe how well we're doing, or so we think. But here's the rub. If we understand that everyone's circumstances are different, and then we grasp the enormous impact that one little difference can have on the outcome in one, five, or ten years, we realise that each of us has our own train to board, our own ship to swim out to. There isn't just one, there are 7.53 billion of them. So I want to list 14 reasons to stop comparing yourself. And like I said, these aren't fluffy woo-woo reasons, these are practical reasons why, There's no point doing it. There are many things at play here, but I'll try to sum these up as succinctly as I can. Number one, you just cannot win the comparison game. And the reason for that is the goalposts are constantly shifting. The stakes forever escalate as each person in turn outdoes the other. Two, the people you compare yourself to might have entirely different goals to you. Maybe they thrive on fame while you're more concerned with feeding six mouths at home. 3. They probably have very different living conditions to yours. Perhaps they have more free time than you, or their kids are no longer at school. Maybe their partner is more supportive, and this can make or break a lot of things. Or maybe their parents raise them better. Who knows? Do you? I don't. Number 4. What's important to someone else may not be what's important to you. Do what matters to you. This principle should guide every decision you make, or you'll find yourself traveling down the com- a completely wrong road, and no amount of money will compensate you for that. Five, don't assume the lives of your heroes are filled with rainbows and unicorns. Even the most outwardly successful people have problems, perhaps with their health, their family, self-doubt, and more often than you think, uh, a lack of purpose, uh, their own version of keeping up with the Joneses. Number six, and this is an important one, you don't have one shot. making it in this world you have hundreds of them probably thousands of them so there's no rush number seven breakthroughs often happen when you stop being so attached to the outcome law of attachment and release number eight like happiness success is usually a byproduct of focusing on something else like doing the work regardless of the outcome nine those who seek short-term gains usually suffer long-term pain play the long game And watch the dynamics reverse. 10. You can't miss your train. It's yours. And it's waiting for you to get on it whenever you're ready. What's more, there's a whole fleet of them waiting for you. Find one that seems to fit your present stage in life and jump on board. If you don't like it, get off early and go choose another one. 11. The ones who really succeed get through their failures quicker than their contemporaries. So eat shit when you need to and move on. Number 12, never pursue something that doesn't sit well with your values. Your beliefs can and should evolve over time, but compromising your values will kill the best laid plans in the end. 13, just because someone has a million followers on Instagram or they've acquired and renovated six investment properties doesn't mean that you're cut out for the same thing. There are a million different paths to success and when you realize that your definition of success is really the only one that matters, it'll be easier to know where to focus your efforts. You'll also know when you're actually succeeding because you'll feel it. It'll feel right. And the last one, number 14, one of the biggest lies that we've been sold is that we can have and be anything we want. We can't. Each of us is blessed with our own unique set of superpowers. I can want to be a pro basketballer all, all I like, but the odds of a middle aged short ass getting into the league is about a billion to one. I don't like those odds. I know it's much smarter to focus on my strengths than waste my life wishing for something that's impossible. And notice I didn't say unlikely, I said impossible. Living on your own terms, playing to your special talents and pursuing ideas that truly matter to you will put you way ahead of the game. And remember, it's your game. It's not the game, it's your game, the version you're playing. Comparing yourself to others, especially when the variables are so complex and therefore impossible to replicate, only creates stress and anxiety and disruption to your own journey. Our lives are so short. Ask any 80-year-old. Yours should be a rich one, spent pursuing your dreams, your way, in your time frame. So go blaze your own trail and let others waste their lives playing the comparison game. It's time you grew out of it. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. Thanks for hanging out with me again. And thanks to those who sent me lovely messages about my mum. She's fine. Everything's hunky-dory. So thanks for, uh, for thinking of us and thinking of her. Um, so until next week, here's to living and working on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya.